What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Blazers Uprise post-game show. I haven't been able to say that in quite a while. I had to make sure I said the right thing. We got Blazer basketball back tonight. A lot of firsts tonight. First game on Root Sports. I know some of you in here probably weren't able to catch the game. Hopefully, the organization makes it a little bit easier. Uh, the organization of Root Sports. Hopefully, they make it easier for fans to take in their games. This is the first game for Chauncey Billups. Kevin Calabro is back. Lots of interesting things as we headed into our first preseason game tonight. It was a tight battle through the first half. The second half went the Warriors' way. They win by a final score of... Ah, who cares? It's preseason. I don't know what the final score was. Anyway, um, we're, we're going to give our takeaways from this game and uh, talk about some things that looked good, some things that looked bad, some things that they need to work on. Uh, the Blazers do have a week until their next game, so they have some time to work on things. Uh, other than that, we're not breaking out anything new graphics-wise until the first regular season post game show so uh, this is just going to be like a, a normal edition of blazers uprise live we will this is about the right time for it too yeah yeah we normally go live on mondays at 9 30 p.m right now it's 9 25 on a monday so um well yeah closer to 10 you know it's like a, it's like a you know the blazers say they start at 7 and then they start at 7 10 it's kind of been like that with our stream times but um Anyway, the, the audio of this will be uploaded on Spotify, so if you want to listen back to any part of this on Spotify, you can do so. If you found us through Spotify, come join us for a YouTube stream. The link should be in the, dis the Spotify description. Anyway, that's enough plugging of things. Eric, what are your feelings after this game? What are your thoughts on this whole thing tonight? Just kind of, what are you just, what's just the general feeling for you? Um... Well, lots of overreactions. <laughs> Seeing that everywhere. Um, this this take might surprise some people, but I am glad this particular game happened, and this is why. There was a ton of bad film, a ton of put an address on it moments in this game, and I think that will really be beneficial. So we don't have a game for another week. Chauncey can go in and tell all these people through film exactly what they want or exactly what he wants of them. The sloppiness with the ball, the getting beat to almost every loose ball in this game, um, just outwork for rebounds on ones where people just didn't box out. Those are the kind of things that if you're going to hold people accountable – this is this is the perfect film to show examples of what you're talking about. And so um, I'm glad it happened in the preseason and with this game tonight, because like I said, you have a week to now fix those things and correct them. And now Chauncey knows what to address with certain individuals. Um, I thought there were some positives to take away from it, but I think the main thing is if you're going to be about accountability, there's a lot of things to hold people accountable for this game. So um, I think you can show your, how your style is going to be starting tomorrow in the film room. Yeah, yeah, and they'll work on it. This team has a lot of bad defensive habits that it's going to take more than a week to break. And it's like people expected this team to come out and immediately be just a, have a night and day difference. And I think in the end, Chauncey Billups will make a night and day difference, but this team wasn't going to break all their bad habits 
in one preseason game that didn't matter. Here's the thing. In the first half, outside of maybe the last few minutes of the first half, in the first half, I thought their defense looked better than last year, and that's the lineups that are actually going to play. And they had a lot of teachable mistakes, fixable mistakes in the first half. I came out of the first half thinking, okay, this lo- our defense looks good. We were extremely sloppy in the first half, And we were still right there with the Golden State Warriors because we played good defense. If we had as many turnovers as we did in the first half last year, we would not have been in the game. We would have been down at least 10 with how consistently bad our defense was. Now in the third quarter, it kind of fell apart, which is funny because Damon CJ didn't play the third quarter and people act like they're the biggest reason for our defensive struggles. So it's interesting how we played better defense with them on the court tonight than we did with them off the court. Uh, But here's the thing is this team wasn't going to break all its bad habits and Golden State, they move the ball so well that they're the type of team that'll punish you if you're not completely dialed in defensively. And nobody should have expected this team to be completely dialed in defensively in game one. Uh, There's a lot of fixable stuff and I expect this team to improve on that. It has a whole week to practice. I kind of like having a whole week to practice after this one. And you take the good with the bad, you work on the bad, you, you know, Go into the next preseason game hoping to see some improvement. And you just build it brick by brick. And hopefully you're ready opening night of the season. Yeah, and uh, to your point about Golden State moving the ball, um, I think there's two good things about playing them in preseason. One is, um, like you mentioned, they move the ball. So uh, the rotations get way out of whack when they're – not only do they move the ball, but they move it crisply and with a purpose, and it's – they don't really have a lot of wasted time on the Blazers end. It was a lot of like, I want to be unselfish. I'm just standing here with the ball. Like someone do something Um, like they're not quite ready to play that way yet. Um, But like when you, when you play against a team like that and you're trying to fix your defense, like I said, you have tons of film now to show you what you did wrong in all these rotations and how to somewhat combat that. And then a week to work on that kind of stuff. Um, and the second good thing about that is this team, the Warriors team showed, especially in the second half, once they, once Curry went to the bench, it doesn't matter what their lineups are. It doesn't matter who's in, that's a good passer or not, or if they're an average passer or whatever, they still played the same exact way and they got good shots almost every time based on that ball movement. It wasn't anything like someone just completely tearing down the defense or, wrecking us in a pick and roll situation or or anything like that it was strictly ball movement spacing on the floor cutting at the right time those kind of things and this this game showed if you play that way it doesn't matter what your personnel is you can be effective moving the ball with any kind of offense yeah yeah and uh, I lost what I was going to say. I, I don't want to focus on the Blazers' offense just yet. Obviously, the training camp has been defensive-oriented, yeah. uh, and that's the focus as we head into this season. The Golden State Warriors tonight punished our secondary rotations. A lot of times, our initial rotations were good. Last year, our initial rotations were not good whatsoever. So I, I was encouraged by kind of our initial rotations. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like if we had to... You know, if we rotated properly, 
to the first pass, we weren't rotating properly to the second pass or the third pass. And those, that's where a lot of the breakdowns were happening. And that's the thing is teams could just beat us through the pick and roll with the way we guarded it last year. And then we weren't even making initial rotations and teams were able to easily get good shots tonight. It was something where golden state had to work for good shots and they're an extremely well coached team, move the ball. Well, they were able to exploit, uh, you know, our lack of a, proper secondary rotation or beyond that so that's something where it's promising that initial rotations i think looked actually okay tonight uh rotations beyond that need to improve and that's where i'm going to be looking for the improvement uh from the team as well i think the other issue tonight defensively is they were just falling asleep off ball and just the attention to detail off the ball was not there and part of that could be you know you it's their first game action outside of Damian Lillard. It's their first game action in a while. So you might not be able to get as mentally locked in, especially in a game that doesn't mean anything. So there was possessions where it seemed like the Blazers were dialed in defensively with their starting lineup in the first half. And they had some really good defensive possessions. They were scrambling. Well, they were rotating properly. Steph didn't do anything in the first half. That was the best we've maybe ever defended Steph. So, and Dan was on him guarding him. Most, and Dame was, I thought, I thought Dame was doing a great job getting through screens. He wasn't dying on screens. I mean, there was a lot of good defensive things in the first half. There were breakdowns that we need to fix, you know? So in the end, the third quarter, the fourth quarter makes things look bad, but we have a lot of guys out there that probably aren't going to be playing a ton. Um, I don't expect Macklemore to be playing a ton. He was really rough off the ball defensively in the third quarter. So it's just something where I don't understand everybody who is freaking out about our defensive performance in game one of the preseason under a brand new head coach when there was a lot of good flashes, in my opinion. And um, just in terms of off-ball defense, I think that was probably the best stretch I've ever seen Dame play off-ball. He was uh, reading the passes really well, getting in the passing lanes, knocked some passes out of bounds. He had one where he came off his man to double team and knocked the ball away. They ended up not getting the steal, but it knocked the ball into the backcourt. Um, I just thought he was really active and aware off ball, which uh, is a good sign of things to come if he can become kind of a menace like Rocco and Larry Nance should be off ball, kind of getting in those passing lanes and, and uh, using your intelligence to know where that pass is going to go and, and uh, beating the guy to the spot and all that kind of stuff. Yep, yeah, 100% agree. So uh, we'll be comparing and contrasting game two of the preseason on October 11th to this game. Lots of time to look at film and work on things. That's the thing is I expect them to go through every defensive mistake in this game because they have a whole week to. And I expect Chauncey to look at defensive mistakes on film and then take it to the practice court practice court and work through what should have happened you know what i mean they got Mm -hmm. a lot of time to try and correct some things and i expect uh it to be cleaned up a little bit in game number two uh what else to we go ahead we always talk about this just like from playing you know high school or for you low level college basketball you watch film you get called out in practice on the tape you you eventually get to the point where you're thinking about, I don't want to get called out, so I'm not going to make a mistake. And then after a while of thinking that way, it just becomes natural to do the right thing in those situations. Like you mentioned, developing good habits. And so all these players are going to go home tonight thinking, oh man, that one play, Chauncey's going to 
gonna yell at me tomorrow <laughs> like I know I messed up but like that's part of the process of learning how to play defense and I think that's that's a positive thing like I, I know it's got to eventually transform into something meaningful but I think this is a good step in the process of turning those habits into good ones and uh yeah it was it was ugly tonight but that's why we have a coach that says all these things about accountability and um and making sure these people are doing the right thing and calling them out if the effort's not there every single time someone got beat on the boards or didn't box out and stuff those are all going to be pointed out by chauncey and like some of these players tonight are going to get called out like 10 times in that film because they made several mistakes you know so uh I, I think um, I, I just think this is a great first step, um, regardless of whether we won or lost tonight. I, I think we're just going to have, if Chauncey is truly going to coach the way he's preaching, this this is the proper way to get it done. Um, of course, like you want to win every game and stuff like that, but I mean it doesn't count in the standings yet. So I'd rather it happen now than two weeks from now. Yep, and. Here's here's something that was interesting that was tweeted at me. Three of the final four teams remaining in the playoffs last year were winless in the preseason. The Bucks <laughs> went 0-3, the Clippers went 0-3, the Suns went 0-4. Alright? So don't overreact to the preseason, man. You can fairly, which is what we're doing, you can fairly analyze the mistakes, but to anybody that's just thinking, oh, it's just the same as last year. Did they not watch the first half? Like, watching the first half, even though they made some mistakes, it wasn't necessarily the same silly mistakes or silly schemes over and over again. Like, the way we looked, the energy in which we played with for the most part of the first half, looked completely night and day different than last year, in my opinion. So, that's the thing, is you just gotta build on that. There was flashes of the type of defense we need need to play, and there was more flashes tonight than there was in probably any game last season. And this is game one, right? I mean, you can sit here and focus on the bad or the final score or how many points the Warriors put on the board. And, you know, it's not pretty, but you just got to take things on a possession by possession basis. There's a lot of things they did well. There's a lot of things they struggled with and they'll absolutely improve the things they struggled, struggled with. It's funny because it's like, Blazer fans are used to the team not properly fixing or improving on the mistakes they're making in the past. And that was one of my biggest issues with Terry Stotts is we made the same silly mistakes on defense over and over and over again. So I almost feel like that's why some people are super frustrated with the first game of the preseason because they're not, you know, used to the Blazers actually fixing mistakes right. on the defensive end. So uh, I, I, be I believe Chauncey will get things get things going, man. This is what preseason games are for. They're to figure out what you need to work on, right? They're, they're not to win. Sure, it'd be nice if the bench unit came back and Kelgen Blevins didn't throw it to the other team on an outlet and then brick all backboard on a three. Like, it'd be cool if... You know, CJ Ellaby put a poster on somebody and let a comeback charge, right? But it's the preseason, and I feel like some people just need to need to relax a little bit, which is kind of weird coming from us, but I just think people need to relax. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, we had at least four, maybe as many as seven, 
of our turnovers were like live ball, just bad passes that led to a wide open lay in or dunk on the other end. And you eliminate those, and all of a sudden you had a pretty good defensive effort tonight. So um, I think, yeah, like someone mentioned in chat, it's more about just you can't have a good defense with that amount of turnovers, um, especially like ones where they're running with the ball the other way and have no one back to stop them. So uh, I, I think, um, yeah, we, we've always talked about this too. Like the Milwaukee Bucks last year sacrificed games trying to do things differently and it ended up paying off for them. Now it almost didn't pay off, but like, uh, you know, they, they clearly tried to play a different way last year and it cost them games that cost them getting a number one seed, but they were mm-hmm. more equipped in the playoffs to handle it. And Tori and I both felt like last year, the Blazers should have done the same thing to implement new systems so that they were more equipped to play in the playoffs. So if that's, I'd rather see this now in preseason than at any other point in the season. So, um, yes, it's it's discouraging that they had so many turnovers. It's discouraging the sloppiness. It's, it's discouraging the seemingly lack of energy and effort at times um, when the coach is preaching that kind of stuff. But this is why he's getting paid or why he was brought in to be the coach is to fix those things. So I'm not worried about that as much as I'm worried about, like you said, now you fix it. You see what's wrong and you fix it. Um, and and I, I don't know. I'm just not too worried about it. It's kind of funny because we have uh, <laughs> David uh, Armani in the in the chat saying, I've only been watching Eric and Tori for a few months. Are we like Mike and Mike with extreme homerism or do they actually critical on the team? <laughs> those, those that have watched us prior to this offseason know how funny that is. Um, like we've got... Every single post game show last year, uh, win or lose, we got people in here being like, "We just beat the, you know, Orlando Magic. Why aren't you celebrating and happy? <laughs> you know, yeah. Or we, Dude, we every beat time... the Bulls because Dave hit two threes in the last second. You should be ecstatic right now. And we're like, no, dude, it's we blew a ten point lead. <laughs> uh, yeah. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't have even been in that position. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not like that at all. We'll tell you how it is. Every every time the channel gets brought up on Blazers Reddit, there's always somebody there to say, yeah, those guys are too negative, which is funny because now we have people asking if we're too positive. Um, <laughs> it's just, so I guess if we're hearing it both ways, that means we're <laughs> right down the middle? I don't know. Um, but nah, I'm not going to overreact to one preseason game, man. I just, you know, if this is how the team looks in game 30 then we have an issue if they don't improve from now until game 30. Like, it's the first preseason game. And that's the thing is, you know, you brought up the Bucks, and that's a great example. And the Bucks went 0-3 in the preseason last year. And, I mean, I'm sure some of their fans were panicking and thinking that Giannis was going to demand a trade or something, right? And they end up winning Giannis the championship. In the preseason. <laughs> I mean, he might not. I don't know. I don't know what went behind that, but it's just like, Dude, it's 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 the preseason. I don't know how many times I have to say that. And here's the thing is Golden State only shot 42% from the field and shot 34.8% from three. So below average three-point percentage, they just shot 69 threes. The NBA record in a regular season game is 70 threes. <laughs> they just shot an insane amount of threes. And when you're shooting 69, if you can hit 35% of them, that's pretty good if you can make 24 threes in a game. So, but it's... it's I don't know. It's not something I'm 
I'm tripping about, you know, it's, it's, um, it's whatever, you know, so hopefully they improve on it and hopefully we see some improvement. That's all I can talk about on the defensive end and our offense contributed to them running out and jacking up a lot of threes. They were playing in transition a lot because we had, uh, eight, no, we had 26 26 turnovers, Eric. I know. So (laughs) if, if anything, I was... So I'm not really worried about anything at this point, but if anything, the offense was worse than the defense in this game, which won't last. The offense led to some defensive issues as well. So, uh, I mean, we can talk about that if you want after we think these donos. Yeah, go ahead and think them. All right. Jay Smith, That's $2 Jacob. dono. Yeah, he says, back to work. Blazer Worldwide PS beat you in fantasy. He beat you in fantasy, Eric? Yeah, we're uh, both undefeated in the league we're in with Anthony Simons, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, he gave me my first L this week, but still How three and one. So. How's Anthony's team doing? I don't think he's doing too good. Uh, ah, you hate to see it. Yeah, I'll check for you. <laughs> Shout out Prim. I, I always butcher your last name, man, so I'm just going to call you Prim. With a $5 dono, he has a sticker, which says hype, uh, so I'm glad that people are still hyped up, because I'll... Yeah, it just people were hyped for this preseason game, and you got some people that are being a little too negative right now at this point. You know, it's it's fine. It's, people are welcome to be negative. It's just, uh, yeah, it's. I know people were really excited. New coach, a uh, ton of exciting players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's all right. It's fair fair to be disappointed in their effort tonight, but at the same time, I mean, I. I don't know. If, if this was a regular season game, Tori and I would be completely different right now. We'd be um, pretty mad that we played this poorly. Um, I just don't think you can really take that much from it. Yeah, I mean, we were but we were tied at halftime with our starters playing. And then Steph starts the third, and we sit Damon CJ. So as far as like kind of our starting lineups playing against each other goes, we were tied at halftime first preseason game under a new coach and we played extremely sloppy on offense and underachieved offensively in the first half in my opinion. So, uh, I mean, if you just look at that, I, I care more about the first half of this game than I do the second half considering who was playing. And also you had Jordan Poole hit like three 30-foot threes and he took Steph's shooting tonight, so... Uh, he had 30 points in 22 minutes and also five assists. Either he's an all-star and the most improved player in the league this season, or that's just kind of an outlier performance from him. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. There, there were some weird things that happened in this game, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's if it was if it was a regular season game, I'd be frustrated right now. I'm not frustrated over a preseason game. By the way, Ants now one and three in that league. Um, but he's definitely like active and trying and uh he has some unfortunate luck with uh he traded for christian mccaffrey right before that game uh where he got hurt and mm-hmm. then um so he's been out ever since players and, don't make for good gms man <laughs> well i mean he made a good trade for mccaffrey i think was just, um, he just got screwed and then yeah he had higgins and gronk out this week as well so tough yeah. lineup for him yeah, unfortunate. Hate to see it. Shout out Mills Woj for a $5 dono. He says, Nurk's numbers in that amount of time is fire. Still doing some boneheaded stuff, but his three looked 
Nice. Appreciate the Dono Mills Welsh. Let's talk about the offense, man. Uh, what are your takeaways from a 26 turnover <laughs> game offensively? I just felt like they were, I mean, with the exception of Dame and uh, CJ and Nas, probably. Um, with the exception of those three, I felt like everyone else was trying to be too unselfish a little bit and trying to show that they can pass and and move the ball and stuff. And I think it just uh, – and there's obviously a lot of nerves and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I just felt like we were standing around waiting for someone to move and, and hopefully those get cleaned up where someone actually moves off ball. Yeah. Because, like, people are ready and willing to pass. It's just there wasn't really much – to do and like I said, when you compare that to the Golden State offense, who moved the ball with purpose um, and knew exactly where to go with the ball once they got it, and it just like in in a second or two, it's going from one end to the other end of the court with like three passes and stuff like that. Whereas our offense is just like, uh, I want to pass to someone. Oh, here comes someone for a dribble handoff, or here comes someone finally cutting after standing there for five seconds. Um, but I thought there were some really cool passes in this game. Um, just the offense has to be a lot more structured. And I think you saw glimpses of the second unit um, playing with that structured offense and playing with more ball movement. I think we're going to be in a lot better position with them, at least uh, not blowing leads and not having huge stretches where they're not scoring in, uh, in when the, most of the starters go to the bench. Obviously, CJ will probably still play with the second unit, but um, I just feel like it's going to open it up much more for that once they figure it all out. Yeah, I mean, the offense tonight just looked like a team that uh, has a lot of guys returning in the rotation that played on the most stagnant offense in the league last year, but collectively are trying to move the ball more and cut better and have more movement offensively, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing is these guys aren't yet used to running an offense that features a lot of ball movement, a lot of player movement. They're not used to running in transition. Chauncey Billups has kind of preached, you know, trying to make that hit-ahead pass, but I think it was obvious on a couple different possessions tonight that players were not reading when to throw that hit hit ahead pass and when to just dribble it up because they tried to force a couple hit ahead passes tonight that had no chance of getting through. So it's just a sort of a situation where they need to look for hit ahead passes more. But until they, you know, kind of work through some of the kinks, they're going to be forcing it instead of just making the right reads. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing as a basketball player, if you're like, if you're not used to making certain reads, it'll take time for you to kind of learn from your mistakes and learn from what's there to really understand the right play to make in certain situations. And the problem is you have a lot of guys on this roster that aren't used to trying to make... Um, are, 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 you, like, an Anthony Simons, he impressed me with his passing tonight. Mm -hmm. But, like, him and Nas and... Uh, him and Nas we're just used to standing out on the perimeter and watching Dame and CJ dribble or yeah. watching Carmelo post up and they're just standing there and they're just waiting for a kickout pass or Melo shooting a turnaround jumper, which was more likely than a kickout pass. So it's like now they're in a position where they're supposed to catch the ball and, you know, either make a quick pass or somebody will cut, feed them or, you know, shoot right away, make a quick decision. 
Uh, maybe if you're Nas, attack downhill, attack the closeout. And I felt like they just looked a little sped up, mm-hmm. you know, it, a little sped up because it wasn't. Jittery. It's not going to be an off. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to be an offense this year where they're just catching the ball and stagnant and just like look to go one on one or just casually make a pass to the next guy or just casually walk over and hand the ball off, right? And it just seemed like they were, you know, not. I don't know, not processing the game at the level needed to, to to run a motion offense with some good ball move, movement, with some good player movement. So it's just a team that was stagnant last year trying to play a different style of offense. And uh, I think that's the issue with the 26 turnovers. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really liked, uh, and I've been saying this for years as well, there was a time where CJ drove, got like two guys to collapse on him, had an easy dump off pass to Nurk for a dunk. Those kind of plays are there for CJ all year. And as Billups points that out, if he does in film more and more, I think um, CJ is going to become a much better facilitator and realize that he doesn't have to shoot those shots or make it tough um, on him. He can just do those little dump passes to the big man and uh, get easy baskets that way. And then everyone looks good on offense. Yep. So uh, do you have any take o- takeaways other than kind of what I just laid out? No, I mean, you pretty much. The offense. I feel like the offense, the starters are going to kind of at times revert back to the old style. And that's okay because the old style was fine in the regular season. Um, so as long as they're hitting shots, I think we can survive that way until they get comfortable in the new system. So I, I'm not too worried about the offense like taking a lot of time to gel because, uh, like I said, just playing the old way is is fine for for now until you get comfortable. Um, and we saw that several times with Damon CJ just having to make something out of nothing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just I, I really hope with the second unit they don't play that way and and um, it's mostly new guys, so you feel like the second unit could really take a hold of that much sooner than the starters. And uh, yeah, just, I hope they learn. There was a couple times where Nurk had the ball and he was just like, you know, like <laughs> cut, cut, like you're doing the head motion and you have to wait for uh, the cutter to go. But then they still got people open just by cutting, even though everyone knew that person was about to cut. So I think they can do stuff like that. Um, and, eventually they'll just cut without the hesitation and stuff like that. So um, I, I, I just, it's going to take some time. Um, I know no one wants to hear that and I'm not making excuses because I'm, I'm one who game one, I'll be critiquing a lot of these things a lot more closely, but uh, yeah, right now with, you know, two, but two and a half weeks or 16 days till the mm-hmm. regular season starts. Uh, it's, it's stuff that can be cleaned up and it's, it's not something like, I feel like, Oh, we just are completely outmatched on the floor or anything. We just made a lot of stupid mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like our spacing was off. I mm-hmm. felt like our floor balance a lot of times was off and Nurkic had five turnovers. A couple of those was basically him rolling and then having somebody help hard onto him like immediately when he's catching the pass. Right. So 
in that situation, you know, you want to have a good floor balance so that nobody's able to just kind of run to Nurkic when you're passing him the ball. Otherwise, instead of passing Nurkic the ball, you're able to kind of swing and find the open guy. The problem is if you have like three off-ball players together standing by each other, you can leave two defenders there to guard them and one can just sprint at the roll man in the pick and roll. So it's a situation where I think we have to have better floor balance and I think that will improve uh, as well. And we'll give a guy like Nurkic a little bit more space a little bit more room in which to operate. Uh, he did have two threes tonight, which I thought was promising. He was two for four from three. Uh, it's at the point where, honestly, every time Nurkic has an open three that he can step into, I kind of want him shooting them at this point. We'll see how good of a three-point shooter he is on volume. But, I mean, he had 15 points, 10 rebounds, four assists in 23 minutes, five for eight from the field, two for four from three. Three for four from the free throw line. Like, that's a good stat line. The only problem is he has five turnovers. And eventually they'll have to start honoring it if he's shooting above, like, 35%. So, and yeah. shooting a lot of them, you know, two mm-hmm. or three. Again. Yeah. yeah. And that'll help space the floor and open up the offense a little bit more. So, uh, let me thank Donos, and then we'll dive into some individual players. Shout out Max Dang with a $5 dono. He says, Cody Zeller, thumbs up. Appreciate it, Max. Uh Andre Iguodala obviously didn't mean to break the guy's nose, but the dude just seemed completely careless and reckless coming down from that dunk. I don't, like, did he not see Zeller? He was looking right at him. Like, I don't understand what, like, he tried to, he tried yeah. to dunk it and then, like, change his hand placement for mm-hmm. some reason, and then, I don't know if he... It's almost like he was just, trying to draw a foul or something. I don't know, yeah. It's, but, yeah I don't know what that was, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what Iguodala was doing, and his recklessness broke a guy's nose. So Zeller will be fine. He'll probably get fitted for a mask. He's the type of player that I think looks a little bit more badass in a mask. <laughs> so a mask, he, he he should be the type of player wearing a mask anyway. And if he has a little trouble adjusting to it, he always has Robert Covington for advice on how to play with a mask on. So Coving Covington's still wearing the mask, right? Yeah, he was wearing it tonight. It's weird. He yeah. just likes playing with the mask on, I guess. Uh, what, I didn't he take it off in the playoffs and then at halftime like came back with it on or something? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. So I don't think he has any more. I don't think he needs to wear it anymore. He just likes wearing it. It's kind of like the uh, the Rip Hamilton thing. You know, Rip Hamilton just liked wearing the mask. So uh, hopefully Cody Zeller likes wearing the mask because he's probably going to be wearing one. Um I wonder if he's broken his nose. I wonder how many times he's Cody Zeller's done that because I feel like this probably wasn't his first time. <laughs> yeah, just another player, I guess, that's going to be a magnet for getting mm-hmm. hit in the face, right? Yeah, and then hopefully Norm's fine. They said right hip discomfort. He's probably fine, knock on wood. I mean, he exited the game. He, like, slipped or something. So uh, if anybody finds out anything about Norm, feel free to post it in chat. Uh, shout out Connor, $10 dono. He says, thoughts and prayers to Zeller's nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, breaking your nose is not fun. I've done it twice. It's uh, it's not a fun experience. Although they're, eh. I'm, I'm not going to go into detail on it. <laughs> it happens all Never. the time in basketball. Yeah. You play enough, you're going to get all your fingers jammed and your nose broken several mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, 
Yeah, I got called for a foul when a guy broke my nose in, in college, <laughs> man. I was trying to chase down a guy from behind on a fast break, and I went to try and chase down, block his shot, and the dude went up with his right hand and like threw his left arm back right at my face and just threw his elbow into my face. And it was a foul on me. So if I wasn't like completely dazed, I would have been pissed but yeah that that was rough and that was probably my i was having my best game of the year too we were getting blown out with five minutes left so i was gonna play the last five minutes and oh, this dude breaks my nose so yeah that was rough um but and that was the second time that year i didn't even wear a mask after that i just said screw it and never had an issue but i know it can be dangerous i guess so um you'll, pr- you'll probably see a mask for cody zeller anyway uh you just want to jump into individual players, Eric. Sure. Yeah, we'll talk about whoever you want to talk about first. We've already talked a little bit about Nurkic. We can talk about him some more if you want. But uh, who, yeah, who let's do you just want finish off with him. Okay. Um, yeah, like obviously he's got to cut down on the turnovers. Um, I thought uh, defensively he was uh, solid. Um, so I saw some things on Twitter about he was this was happening with all our bigs. Like they were coming up too high on the screens, um, kind of the opposite of last year. Um, but once again, those are the kind of things that if you play a team like the Warriors and you see you're getting killed, guess what? We can make an adjustment at halftime and not come up as high or not do that the whole game. Like this, those things are allowed uh, despite what um, we've known for the last nine years of watching Blazer basketball we can make adjustments on little things like that throughout the game. We can throw different coverages throughout a game at someone. We don't have to play the same basic defense a hundred percent of the time. So yeah, and yeah. I'd, I'd rather have Steph Curry play like he did tonight than him dropping 62 points on us. Like he did last year and just not doing anything about it yeah. and just never making an adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, the people that liked Stotts and defended Stotts are probably going to nitpick everything that we run defensively and everything that Chauncey does. But that's the thing is if bigs are coming up too high, you can adjust. And the backside defense behind the bigs can get better than it was tonight. So uh, that's the thing is there's a lot of nuances to uh, playing anything other than drop scheme or switching. Like those are the two least nuanced defense so uh if you're bringing the big up and they're kind of picking apart it could be a number of things not enough on ball pressure when you're hedging uh the backside defense not rotating right uh behind the trap or the hedge and then if they're hitting the roll man and he's making a pass the defense has to respond properly and there was times where that didn't happen and even if we did did every time they swung the ball it was like more likely we would have a defensive breakdown so uh yeah yeah, there's stuff to work on in regards to that you know it's not going to be perfect and the golden state's the type of team that uh is able to punish that so overall though i thought it was the best defense we've played on steph in since I can remember. <laughs> yeah, maybe got away a little bit in the second half, but uh, yeah, overall. I mean, in the I'll first half, it. it was the first half we were defending them great, I think. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, oh, what I was saying is he hit a few threes in the second, uh, third quarter um, that kind of broke up in the game, but I mean, he's going to do that. He's like, he's like Dame in that sense where. He, he just needs a little bit of space and he can knock it down from pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Anything else on Nurkic? No, I'd just like to see him be a little stronger. Uh, there was one time, too, where he had a poor closeout, and the guy drove right by him. I forgot who it was. And he reached in and fouled him and stuff like that. So if, yeah. if, if your evolution is to stay out of foul trouble and to be available more during games, you've got to cut out on that kind of stuff. But this goes back to once again, now on film tomorrow, Nurk's going to get called out for a poor closeout. And then compounding that with reaching in and fouling instead of just letting the guy go. And uh, those are the kind of things that Nurk uh, should hopefully clean up this uh, this preseason. And uh, by the end of the season should be more locked in in that regard. Um, but I do have to give Nurk credit, man. He looks, um, I mean, I know he came into sh- to camp really skinny that one year. Uh, but other than that, I mean... This is the best I think I've seen him early in a season or preseason mm-hmm. that I've seen his body look. And uh, I think uh, at least this year he won't have the excuse of he's still having to get into game shape. I feel like he's already there. Yep, yep, agreed. Uh, let's talk about eh, – Rocco didn't do much. We don't really need to talk about him unless you have something for him. No, nah, I mean, he's typical Rocco, right? Yeah, I think he took. I think he forced a couple threes, but in preseason, I'll I'll let that slide. Uh, Norm in 18 minutes, five for ten from the field, two for five from three. Had that and one three uh, on an inbounds pass. He got a, a layup, and he was the guy that probably impressed me most as a cutter. And I don't know how much of it was design cuts and how much of it was just cuts out of freelance. That's the thing is we've only had one game to watch the offense, so it's hard to tell what is designed and what is just freelance motion. But as a cutter, he had a couple of opportunities. Uh, missed a couple layups that I feel like he could have made. But overall, he he just looked good, man. He looked good uh, playing off the ball. Yeah, I, I loved his cuts tonight. Um, I love when Nurk finds him on those cuts. Uh, I feel like he's good both doing that and you have to respect him as a, as a corner three-point shooter because... He's one of the more efficient three-point shooter guards in the NBA. So, um, yeah, there's just so many things you can do with a player like that. And it was good to see us starting to scratch the surface of some of those things. Yep. Uh, and then Damian Lillard, 5 for 7 for 3, 6 for 8 from the field, 18 minutes, <laughs> he had 19 points. That's the thing. If he plays the se- in the second half, this is probably a game he had – three straight threes in a row it's just fun to see him get hot in the first preseason game man it never gets old (laughs) it never will um unless he's playing against us hopefully that'll never be the case uh i mean he he looked good defensively and you know i'm not gonna make any judgments based off of one game i just have a feeling that this is gonna be his best defensive season of his career uh he I mean, he had a pretty flawless game today, in my opinion. Yeah, part of me is like, no, wait, save that for the regular season. But it's Dave, he can do that anytime. So, um, yeah, I mean, if he's locked in at the beginning of the season and goes on a tear right away, uh, and we win more games than we probably should in this tough stretch to open the season, uh, that would be huge for the the rest of the season if if he can get hot and carry us for a, a little bit while we learn some of these new systems. Yep, and then CJ McCollum, twelve points, two assists in twelve minutes. He was five for ten from the field, two for four from three. Uh, broke Avery Bradley's ankles. Um, 
that over I wish it was the sideline view for that play I'm tired of the overhead view um I, I don't really I don't like the overhead view whatsoever uh but overall I mean people people were complaining about him today and it's just like last year and I don't know he ISO'd a couple times he's going to ISO uh, he's gonna ISO every now and then. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's just I don't want it, I don't want it to be primarily ISO ball, right? But he's an ISO like he's a good ISO scorer. I want him to play in a system offense that moves the ball and whatnot, and then you know pick his spots when to attack off the dribble. Absolutely. I mean, two assists in twelve minutes ain't bad. If he played thirty six minutes, that's six assists tonight. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like it's a preseason game. At least CJ's in shape because last year he came into preseason looking chubby. I don't know if anybody remembers that in preseason game number one last year. Um, but then he's got up to such a hot start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he started super, super well. So I don't know. What were your What were your thoughts on CJ? Uh, I mean, the awareness thing does bother me sometimes. It's like it's preseason. You're trying to work on a new thing, and then here we are, like first or second possession into the game you know he's going iso you know that's that kind of awareness does bother me at times like you can do that anytime in a game like like why not try to actually run the offense and do some things first before you go to that so i understand why some people got a little upset at him at the beginning but this is going to be an narrative all season because uh a, a large portion of the fan base is upset that he's still on the team um, that we didn't move him for whoever uh, you want to move him for. Um, and they're going to point out every time they get frustrated by him. But he is an ISO player. Like I said, mentioned earlier, though, if Chauncey can convince him to use his skills to develop some sort of facilitation for others, like he did with that nice dump off pass to Nurk, I, I just don't think he can be... Uh, I don't think he'll be the scapegoat if he if he's able to do that, and uh, uh, it's going to take a lot to overcome a lot of those people uh, who are who are thinking that way. But uh, I mean, as long as he plays under control and doesn't ISO too much, um, unless he's on fire, you know, I I think he'll be fine. Yep, I agree. People complain about trolls in the chat. Uh, I might start doing this more this season, just turning on subscribers only mode. So if you're subscribed, you can comment. Uh, that'll, you know, the people that are tuning into troll probably won't subscribe. So uh, I'll turn that on right now. I don't, if you guys like the trolls, sometimes trolls can be fun. So I don't know how much I'll do it, but that'll be uh, a feature that I've had, but I've never really thought about using before. Um, Anyway, uh, Aeromancer says smart. <laughs> Brian Scalabrini says W mode. Uh, so, yeah, it's the preseason. I don't want to deal with trolls trolling over a preseason game. So I'll turn that on right now. Um, as far as our bench goes, I, I just want to get into Nasir Little if you're ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> offens <laughs> offensively, he had a horrible game uh 24 minutes one for nine from the field 0 for three from three uh five turnovers three points eight rebounds one assist so i mean he was forcing tonight and 
wasn't really reading when to attack or how to attack. And here's the thing is I believe the players when they say that he, that he's had a good training camp because yeah. he obviously has talent. Like, and I don't think player, every player is just deciding to cohesively lie about how good he looks. Right. It's just a situation where he seemed to be pressing and first coach under a new or first game under a new coaching staff that seemingly believes in him and he probably wants to go out there and prove them right, that they should believe in him. And I don't know, like he didn't look good whatsoever on the offensive end. But a lot of it was kind of the issue that I had last year where it was like him trying to create against a mostly set defense, Mm -hmm. you know? And I felt like we, as I don't know, as we get more of our offensive playbook, into the offense because you they're not running their full offense yet some of this i mean i hope they're not running their full offense yet eric <laughs> um there was a lot of rap ball tonight yeah and i don't expect that to remain the case i expect it to become more structured uh and that'll only help a guy like nasir little and i said in his player preview video that i dropped over on the main channel that he's a player that will struggle if you're having him go up against a set defense in isolation if it's a stagnant offense and the problem is is when he had the ball things got pretty stagnant and he tried to create now he missed a couple plays a couple passes he should have made which those those were the most disheartening thing because Larry Nance Jr. was wide open underneath the hoop and Nas just jacks up a three Uh, and Larry Nance Jr. you could hear him on the tv audio he was frustrated about it um so you know, I, th- I think it was just Nas pressing, and I think it was him not necessarily getting the best shot selection, but he had some okay shots at times that just didn't fall, so that'll be a part of it. You'll have guys that have one for nine nights every once in a while. So if he does this the next three se- preseason games, then we have to talk about Tony Snell having his rotation spot, but one preseason game, first preseason game of the year, uh, him pressing like that. Uh, making some bad passes, some bad turnovers, and missing some shots. It's not what you want to see whatsoever, but, I mean, it's it's one game. So hopefully he's able to kind of settle down a bit in preseason game number two. And I agree with Daniel Clausen. He says Nas tried too hard. Uh, He was obviously trying to impress and earn that spot. And uh, Billup said he might be the first player off the bench. What do you see tonight? First player off the bench is Nas. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, So... I don't think Billups is the type of coach who will just bring him off the bench first if he doesn't earn that spot in practice and stuff like that. Now, he's got to let that translate to games. But um, I don't know. It's I feel like when he gets sped up and when he is nervous, he kind of gets that little hitch back in his shot. And mm-hmm. um, he just like hesitates right at the top um, of his release. And then it's not as smooth. It reverts back to its college days shooting and stuff like that, where he works so hard to overcome that. But that's part of the problem with when you rework your shot, it's always like your old shot's still kind of in there somewhere. Um, So I think when he gets like really, like when he catches the ball and he's already like, oh, for three and he has an open shot, it's, it plays in your mind like, oh, should I shoot this again? Or you know, and he seemed pretty confident letting it fly, but I just feel like his mechanics were a little off tonight, and it was because he was struggling so bad. And then he had a ton of turnovers, just really bad uh, carelessness with the ball. I know he felt like he got fouled on a few of those, but um, mm-hmm. 
like those are the kind of situations where you can't expect a call. And even if you do get the call, like it's not really a good basketball play because you're driving on, on two guys. And like you mentioned, there's oftentimes someone wide open out of those. Um, so yeah, it's another thing. Like if you're well coached, you'll learn on those drives to, to step, stop like halfway through them and look for the open guy sometimes. And, uh, I think Nas can be a good enough passer to do that, but yeah, just a tough, tough, brutal night for him, uh, uh, on the offensive end. I thought defensively he did a lot of good things and I really, uh, thought he stood out on that end, but, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to overcome being that bad on offense. Yeah, let's talk about the other young potential breakout player off the bench because he had a lot better game, in my opinion. Anthony Simons in 20 minutes has 10 points, 6 assists, Eric. Everybody's talking about he how he can't play point guard, how he can't pass. He had a couple of dimes tonight. One to CJ McCollum for a layup, one to Cody Zeller on the fast break. That was the one hit-ahead pass that worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had zero turnovers in a game where every Portland Trailblazer was turning over the ball, <laughs> Anthony Simons has six assists and zero turnovers. He has 10 points, four for nine from the field, two for four from three, hit a nice spin back uh, mid-range fadeaway. That's one of my favorite moves. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he just, he looked good. He was, he kind of shook Andre Iguodala as well. And I know Iggy's up there in age, but Iguodala's been one of the better perimeter defenders in the league for quite some time. And Simons looked a little shiftier, a little bit more confident with the ball. Uh, His handle looked a little bit tighter. Uh, If everybody's worried about Nas, just just focus on Anthony Simons tonight because I think Anthony looked great. Yeah, and I still feel like at times a little more structure would be that. But I... Unlike most people, I have no problem with him being uh, the main ball handler in the second unit if the offense is designed the right way. And uh, he still looks to shoot sometimes. Um, but, man, when he gets a little space on his three-point shot, it's money. Like, it's almost automatic right now. And uh, it's only going to get more consistent as he gets older. And uh, if players have to fly out at him, uh, which they will start doing and he can have those kind of moves like he put on Iguodala and work on his finishing a little better. Um, yeah, those, those are the kind of situations where he kind of finger rolled it and kind of put up a soft shot where it, with yeah. his, with his athleticism, if he learns to just take that strong and attack the rim in those situations and draw fouls, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he could be so much more uh, dynamic of a player but uh, that's a, that that stuff's gonna come in time. But um, I I have a hundred percent confidence in Ant as our backup guard right now. Yep, yep, I one hundred percent agree. Um, all right, next guy you want to talk about? Uh, who's that? Nance. Larry Nance Jr. Yeah, yes. you want? What, what were your thoughts on Nance's Blazer debut? <laughs> um, Nance is the type of player who he's almost too unselfish. I I say the same thing about Nurk at times where he is wide open, but he's, he's like so worried about trying to find another, um, another person open or whatever that sometimes it's better to just shoot the ball or uh, attack the basket or whatever. 
Um, so hopefully he uh, gets a little more comfortable. Um, players like that, because uh, I'm kind of the same way when I play, and especially when I'm playing with like a new team, I'll I'll like try to facilitate or try too hard to like get like not act like I'm a ball hog or something. So I know you probably don't ever have that experience, but um, like I. <laughs> I'm just blessed with you, but, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, like, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. But like, so if I play, if I'm playing with a team that I don't really know many people on, yeah, I'm, I'm like Ben Simmons out there passing up shots and, uh, doing all the, like I have a wide open lane and I'm kicking out to like a, a poor three point shooter or something, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't, uh, necessarily blame him for that. Um, but yeah, like he's the type of player I feel like once coaches, and other players tell him to be aggressive, he will. Um, he's just trying to fit in right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. is in a completely new system that's probably not fully in- installed because they've been focusing so heavy on defense. Guys aren't really going to know exactly where their shots are going to come from in that system, in that offense. So that's something that will have to be figured out. And that's the thing is Larry Nance Jr. is an unselfish player. Um so I would like to see him attacking a little bit more, shooting more threes. I dropped a player preview on him right before this game. So after the stream, definitely go check it out. Uh, and a lot of the things I said in that player preview apply is he's a kind of a glue guy that plays off of guys and can pass and is a role man, lob target, excels in transition, in my opinion, just as kind of a lane filler or a guy that can push the break. Uh, and then can knock down the open three. He just it's his first game in a completely in, in, on a completely new team with a completely new coaching staff. It, it, I'm not worried about him shooting one shot. He went 0 for one mm-hmm. in 18 minutes. He didn't score over one. Like I'm not worried about that uh, whatsoever. Um, we know what? who he is as a player. It's just getting that to fit and getting kind of roles settled and. Uh, guys figuring out where their shots will come from and where they should be attacking. Well, here's the deal. He does not play to his best abilities in a sloppy, uh, like, unorganized uh, mess of a game. And that's what this game kind of turned into at times. So that's why I feel like if the offense for the second unit has more structure and... um, like he knows exactly where players are going to be, who's supposed to cut on certain situations, uh, who's spotting up in the corners or whatever. I feel like he's going to be so much better. And uh, so I almost feel like at least initially um, it might be better to play him more staggered with the starters or as many of the starters as possible uh, just to get, he's one of those guys I feel like who plays better with, better players around him so um i i just i feel like the way that this game went it just wasn't a good game to judge his value very much yeah yeah uh i agree with that let's talk about the other uh new off-season acquisition well there's multiple but the other big one the other rotation guy which is cody zeller uh we talked about him breaking his nose we haven't really talked about his play i mean just looked solid looked serviceable I mean, he's not a guy that's going to wow you with anything, and we kind of know what he is as well. What do you think of his game? Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, Didn't really notice him much defensively, like standing out either good or bad. 
Um, Which is better than we had last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I guess there were a couple plays where I was like, oh, man, Cantor would have gotten worked on that play. Um, but uh, what I like is um, he seemed to always be around the basket on offense. And uh, like I said, once players learn that he's there and available and accepting passes as long as they don't throw it at his feet like i forgot who that was but someone threw it like right right at his foot and it kind of went between his legs or whatever he's not going to catch a lot of balls if they're too low but uh if if they recognize that he's around the basket that guy could have a field day just cleaning up getting those little dump off passes so um I liked his activity around the basket. I liked his rebounding. Um, but other than that, not much stood out to me. Yep. Um, he's he's going to be that guy this year where, like, we get to him after a game and we just don't have much to <laughs> yeah. say. Zeller, Zeller. <laughs> last year, last year that was Canner, and this yeah. year it's it's going to be Zeller. Overall, the team shot well from 342 45, uh, a shade below 45% from the field. I want to do the math and... Uh, calculate what the nine rotation players shot from the field uh who's the next guy you want to talk about everybody else is going to be most likely non-rotation players who was the next guy that stood out to you dennis smith jr i figured yeah he yeah. he looked good what are your Man, thoughts on him? i want this guy to win that spot i thought it was interesting that i'm assuming maybe the plan is to play smith this game and cook next game because they didn't play him or patterson at all or maybe they just, those guys are vets. They already know what they have with those guys. But uh, it got a little sloppy at times. But overall, I mean, I don't think it's too crazy to say we haven't had a guy who just like commands the ball and uh, just. I don't know. I felt like he was distributing well uh, early on. He wasn't taking a lot of shots, but then um, once the defense was expecting him to pass, he got to the rim um, a few times. Uh, I I really thought he was like everything you want out of a backup guard. Um, Just someone who can come in and run the offense. He can create buckets for other people. He can create shots for himself. Um, And then on the defensive end, man, I, I think he might be our best on ball like guard defender, um, which isn't really saying much, I guess, but um, he might be our best on ball defender period on the team. Uh, I really like the way he, he pressured the ball and uh, um, I think he had a couple steals tonight. So yeah, I, I just, I, I liked him a lot. He did have some mistakes, um, some stuff he's going to have to clean up, but um in terms of what we're getting out of a 14th roster spot, uh, I, I just don't, I just don't see what how we could get anything better out of the other three guys for that spot than what we're seeing out of Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I agree with that. That lob pass he had to Greg Brown uh, was impressive uh, in transition. That was a fun play as yeah. well, and he was definitely the guy that uh, was actually honestly the only other guy to really impress me. I guess CJ Ellaby impressed me a little bit by his standards, the <laughs> low standards, the low opinion that I have from of him going into the season. Um, but yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. looks good. He can play defense out on the perimeter. He's an athlete. Uh, it's just, can he knock down threes and can he make plays for others? And 
Uh, we've seen clips of him in training camp hitting a couple difficult threes and uh, had a few nice passes tonight in his 14 minutes of play. He had 10 points, three assists, three for seven from the field. Uh, so, yeah, well, he impressed me. He should. He's probably the favorite for the 14th spot right now. Unlike what I said about CJ, I felt like there were times he could have probably ISOed and taken a, a contested shot, but he didn't. And I like seeing that in a game like this where he he tried to make something happen getting into the paint versus just settling for a three-point shot or trying to shoot over someone or trying to go one-on-one and be an all razzle-dazzle. You know, he just gets downhill and gets to the basket or dumps it off. Um, and I, I really like that. Um, uh, obviously, like, he did have some, some moments where he did get into some trouble on some of his drives, but... Um, Overall, I, I just like that he he kind of ran the offense and, and did his job. Yep, so I did the math. If you take out Nasir Little's poor shooting night tonight, the other eight rotation players, we're talking Rocco, Norm, Nurkic, Lillard, McCollum, Nance, Zeller, and Simons, they shot 54% from the field tonight. So that that's promising. Right, and then if Nods can shoot a little bit better, I mean that's a that's an efficient night. The problem is they turned the ball over too much. Yeah, but if you just look at the the guys who played outside of Nods, who I expect to bounce back, I mean they, they ran an efficient offense. They got quality shots, in my opinion. You know, I know we're focusing on players right now, but I just wanted to point that out because I, yeah. I was curious. I was curious because I'm looking at this. You got. Roko only shot one for five. He struggled, but Norm five for ten. Nurkic five for eight. Dame six for eight. CJ five for ten. Zeller three for three. Nance is only zero for one. Simon's four for nine. Right, like that's a pretty efficient night. Uh, I don't know what the three point numbers are. I can add those up um, while you give your thoughts on anybody else. Uh, I don't know. Nobody else really like <laughs> stood out, but uh, yeah. what you got? I mean, for those saying Blevins, why is Blevins and LB playing? I mean, those guys are going to play in preseason because that's probably um, short of garbage time, either in blowouts or getting blown out. Um, those guys aren't going to see the floor at all. So uh, this is their time to play. <laughs> um, was a little surprised we didn't see Watford at all tonight. Um, yeah, that was disappointing. But uh, other than that, yes. Uh, I was a little disappointed in Chris. I felt like he was, uh, he got beat on the boards a lot, a uh, little inactive. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he had the nice dunk, but that was a ball that got tipped to him. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see a little more with him. I, I felt like Dennis Smith Jr. tried to get him a couple of passes when they, when he first checked into the game, but, um, they didn't really connect. They were bad passes or whatever. So um, hopefully he gets some more. Uh, I'd like to see them lob it to him a little more. And then also uh, he's a decent three-point shooter, so maybe space the floor a little bit next time. Um, but, yeah, just like to see a little more from him. Still think he should, if we do sign two of the four, I still would like to see him over Patterson just because he can play center a little more. Um, as we see tonight, Zeller goes down uh we don't have a third center in those situations, and that'll probably come up several times this year. So, um, I, I still think he should be the guy we sign if we do sign two of the three or two of the four. But um, do want to see a little more from him. 
Yep. So uh, I just did the math, and then Aromancer was helping me out. I should have just had somebody in chat <laughs> do the math on that for me. But yeah, so combined with the rotation guys minus necessarily little shot 54% from the field and 48% from three tonight. So uh, that's the thing is offensively, I'm not worried whatsoever. They'll clean up some stuff. They'll put in additional sets and offensively, they're going to be an elite team. So no offensive worries from the team tonight. Got to clean up some of the defensive stuff. Uh, I echo your sentiments on Chris. It's, I don't know. He's not the type of guy that I feel like is going to look too good on rap ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's kind of hard to get a feel for him from four preseason games. So hopefully he's going to be on the team um, because I think he's a better player than he showcased tonight. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Macklemore? Uh, I didn't actually mind Macklemore tonight. Uh, he had that nice step back three in the corner. Um, I thought he was pretty active in the game. Um, didn't really mess up a lot. I don't. Did he have a turnover? He had maybe one, two turnovers. Uh, two turnovers. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on which those were. So I guess that's mm-hmm. not good to, for a guy who hardly handles the ball. Like him to have two turnovers. <laughs> when the team has 26 turnovers, it's hard to remember them <laughs> right, all. I know. I just yeah, there were so many like bad pass turnovers that it's hard to. And then that one. Was it Nas that got stripped like by Avery Bradley in, in the backcourt and for an open lay-in? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nas had some rough ones. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Macklemore, I, he's another guy. I feel confident if there's an injury and he has to come in and play, like if Norm goes down for a week or something and we have to give Macklemore a few minutes, um, I, I – He's a guy who's solid. I don't think he's going to be like the reason we win or lose or anything. So I I, I like having him on the end of the bench, uh, but he's not going to – I don't think he's ever going to like win a game for us either though unless he's like super hot shooting and gets a bunch of wide open threes. Yeah, Justin Barnett says one was the fast break where he overthrew Rocco. Uh, oh, that's right. That's honestly the best – type of turnover to have because Mm. it's not like they're going to be able to run off of it it's just going to go out of bounds you can set your defense and if that pass connects it's a lay-in so like you never want to turn the ball over but i don't mind that turnover as much as a lot of the other ones tonight yeah that's one thing too uh i hope this improves um later on but i would like to see the blazers get rebounds and go a little quicker um so hopefully that pace picks up as we move along in the preseason yeah yeah the yeah they they had two real bad backcourt turnovers today one was Nas just dribbling right into Avery Bradley and then the other one was the Blevins good old Kelgen Blevins he got the rebound and threw it cross court through the middle of the paint like the thing is it's not like the it's not like he threw it and then the defender cut him off it's like he literally just threw it straight to the defender that was just standing there and even the defender was surprised like okay i guess i'll lay it up oh my goodness man and then he and then he comes back down and he shoots a three and doesn't hit rim and it was like a relatively open three bro and i see that man and i'm just like I don't I don't know if I'd look worse. I don't know if I'd look worse. <laughs> All right, like, dog, I don't know if I'd look worse, man. I mean, I don't think I'd throw it directly to a defensive player that's just standing right there. You know what I mean? Like 
Like, I'd probably be like, okay, yeah, we're wearing white, not blue. You know, like, that's the. I, I don't know. I think I could do that. And then I think I could maybe hit Rim on that three he shot. I think you're and bang, I'm looking how, better. How crazy nervous you would be in an NBA game. <laughs> I. Oh, I'd be cra- I'd be crazy nervous. But if you tell me you just gotta do better than Kelgen Blevins, then I then I'm chilling. Then I, if I'm Dame's cousin, I'm chilling because it's in my blood. You know, I'm Damian Lillard's cousin. Honestly, no, no nerves uh, there. The only positive thing I'll say about Kelgen is I feel like he's adequate defensively. Um, like he he's, better be. He ain't he's gonna not, do anything else. He's not terrible on that end. So maybe they just have him as a practice defense. That's why they like him on the team so much. I don't know. Yeah, he'd probably do it for free though if they just asked him to show up. It. Shoot, I'd do it. I'd I'd do it for free. I mean, who wouldn't do it for free? That's not already in the league, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it. I don't know. Uh, he's a meme at this point. I I like him being on the two way because he's become a meme at this point and it's <laughs> fun because he's never gonna play in anything meaningful. If you're losing and he's in the game and does something stupid, the comedy kind of relieves a little bit of the pain. And then if you're up, he's like a victory celebration. Like, <laughs> ha, we're up twenty. We don't care if we pass it directly to you guys because we're beating you guys so bad. So here's the ball. Um, so I I don't mind. Kel- Kelvin Bledgens being on the team. Um, just so I see this in chat a lot. Um, so Adam Smith says, if we keep Dennis Smith over Blevins, I don't see how we don't do that. Um, so none of the four guys we brought in, uh, Patterson, Dennis Smith Jr., Marquise Chris, or Quinn Cook are eligible to be on a two-way contract, which Blevins is on. So you have to be have less than four years of service in the NBA. All those guys have, uh, Dennis Smith has just, or four, exactly four, so he doesn't qualify. Uh, but yeah, of course, we'd rather have better players on our two-way, but um, those guys do not qualify, so it's either make the roster or not. Uh, Blevins is still eligible since he, even though he's a little older, he's never really played in the NBA prior to last season, so um, yeah. He's, he can still be on one, and Watford is obviously a rookie, so he's on one as well. Um, but that does not impact whatsoever whether we can sign Dennis Smith Jr. or not. Yep. Um, any other players you want to touch upon? Um, the only guy we didn't talk about was Ellaby and Greg Brown. Uh, Greg Brown had a nice dunk, but obviously isn't ready for game action. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to really have anything it's, to say about him. It's another thing. Like, when you have Dennis Smith and and uh, Greg Brown in the game, you have Chris in the game, mm-hmm. I want to I just run, you know? <laughs> like, like, just go fast. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I hope they play faster in those situations if they ever have that opportunity. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I also want Gray Brown to cut a lot more instead of just stand out around the three-point line. So he's one of those guys you can just throw it up anywhere near the rim and he'll go get it. Um, so if he ever does have to play, I hope they have a design backdoor for him or something um, just to get him going. Because I feel like once he had the dunk, it was he was like fine, but he was kind of lost until that point, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully in the future, uh, they'll, they'll be a little better on that. 
Yep, agreed. And then Ellaby looked more athletic to me today. I don't I don't know <laughs> why. Do you share that sentiment? Uh, I mean, I've never been as harsh on him as you, I guess. I mean, he's not good. But, he, but he's um, never looked athletic, though. Yeah. And he actually looked decently athletic today. Like, he tried to put a poster on somebody, man. So, I don't know. He just looked more athletic to me. He's one of those guys who is not good at anything, but he's not, like, awful at anything either, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, in the yeah. right situations, he can be fine. But, yeah, once again, I hope he doesn't see the floor much this year. He had a three, though, so that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a three, and... I don't know. Like, the whole team has to work on their closeouts because he's just jumping at every three-point pump fake. Like, he's jumping five feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, that's the thing with the team, and I kind of noticed this with him a little bit because I was watching him defensively. But that's the thing with the team, man, is they got to rotate a little bit quicker and they got to do a better job closing out because they're just running past guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it's like we can rotate properly, but we're still having trouble. I feel like this game. So, um, got rotate sooner, so it's easier to close out on guys. Olympia <laughs> was a guy that was just close, rotating a little bit late and then just flying past guys. Well, they obviously mentioned this too in the in the broadcast, but boxing out is a lot tougher when you're out of position too and not rotating right. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're going to get into trouble if they're not closing out correctly and then giving up offensive rebounds off those shots, even if they force a miss. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can clean all that stuff up. Yeah. Golden State had 10 offensive rebounds. It felt like more. Um, Blazers had six. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, that wraps up talking about the players. Um, uh, Anything else you want to touch on from this game tonight? Uh, Snaggy says the... Billups interview and stuff. Yeah, we can watch the Billups interview. I don't have a... Is it, is it on YouTube? Because if it's on YouTube, I'll play it. I don't currently have a... Uh, scene set up to like have his face in here, but... Yeah, if somebody can... if so, I'll just... I'll look for it on YouTube if it's not on YouTube. If it was it somewhere else. It's on YouTube, yeah. Alright, yeah. Oh, well, dude... Okay, we're going to watch a coaching interview where we're not going in, like, dreading it, man. We're actually interested in what he's going to say. Chauncey did say before the game that everyone was super engaged during camp, and he was thinking back to when he was a player, and sometimes going into camp, he was like, eh, I don't care about camp, but he felt like everyone um, really was locked in uh, right from the beginning this year, which is cool. Yep. Let me set up a let me set let me set up his face. <laughs> let me let me do that. I will set that up right now. Nope, I didn't want to do that. Alright, let's see here. Entertain chat while I set this up here. Yeah, well before we get to Billups I mean the guy says the right things every time. <laughs> That's it's weird. I that's why we don't we're not going to dread it at all because I don't feel like he's going to say a lot of things that are out of place or that make no sense or that are like you can control that moron <laughs> like yeah like so yeah. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping 
that this is uh, kind of echoing a lot of the stuff we've said tonight. Yep. So hopefully this is good. Uh, hopefully this looks solid. Let me pull up stream on my phone to just double check. Uh, I have not, as I said at the start of stream, the new graphics, the new post game show stuff will come first game of the regular season. So I'm just using the uh, the uh, template we use for Blazers Uprise Live. Yeah, that looks good. I should probably height raise the height on this. Let me just do that real quick. All right, there we go. Chauncey Billups after tonight. Eric, you so last season or when I do this, you just play it yourself and keep it synced up. Or what? What did you do last year? <laughs> yeah, so I just unmute the YouTube stream and then have to listen. So I'm just like a second or two behind. Yeah, gotcha. real life. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever too bad last year. I wish there was a way I could feed it to you, but yeah, no, it was. It worked last year. So, all right, uh, let's listen to. Chauncey Billups after tonight's game. Eight-minute interview. Um, it was, uh, you know, like I said before the game, like it was good to kind of get out here and play against somebody that was, wasn't ourselves. But, um, you know, I thought we had some good moments in the first half, you know, um, with the way that we played offensively and defensively. Um, obviously, the Warriors are they're just a difficult team to guard, man, you know, with their – they actually play really fast, and not only that, their ball movement and their player movement make them very, very difficult, extremely difficult. And I mean, you look at them, you know, you could tell that they're focusing on playing really fast and getting up plenty threes. I mean, they shoot 69 threes out of 100 shots tonight. That was, that was incredible. That was incredible. So they make it tough on anybody uh, to guard them, but you give them credit, man, they, they play well. Is it good for you guys to play a team like that? So now you have a lot to go back and look at in terms of the volume of threes and balls again. Of course, of course. I mean, there's, there's so many teams that play differently in the league. Obviously, everybody emphasizes the three ball, um, but they're at the top of the list. You know, that team is more than any other team. I think with their ball movement and player movement, I mean, it, it makes it really difficult. But yeah, that's that's the good thing is we get to go watch the game tonight. You know, and pull the clips and, and be able to learn. Uh, from some of the things. I was, you know, we, we just, too many turnovers, really. I mean, a lot of unforced turnovers, uh, just kind of getting the ball, just kind of moving it and throwing it around, um, being a little bit undisciplined. But it's the first game, man. It's the first game. It's the first game jitters. For a lot of the guys, I thought a lot of us just kind of rushed into it tonight, you know, just so antsy, you know, just wanting to, wanting to be good uh, really quick. So, some of these things were, were to be expected. A couple of... Uh... All right, thoughts so far? We're two minutes in. I'll probably pause every couple minutes or so. Uh, one, one, one thing I just want to say is I feel like you could kind of tell this is his first time through. He doesn't seem like he's fully his confident himself on the podium. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, he's definitely still getting used to this. Yeah, and I... Well, I'm not sure yet, but... Uh... This is the first time I think he's not had to worry about being asked questions other than about just the game that happened, you know? So um, maybe that's uh, weird for him. Maybe he's expecting something to happen. Um, But yeah, uh, I didn't expect him to, I don't know. I don't think he's going to rage a lot in the press or like, 
out loud, but like mm-hmm. I feel like behind the scene he will um, appropriately do that. So I I feel like he's just going to remain like calm like Dame most of the time when we see him. Um, but behind the scenes, he's going to go crazy, you know? Yep. Trevin says, feels like this interview is just a replay of the stream so far, LOL. I feel like we're going to get that comment a lot this year, Eric. <laughs> it's I mean, completely different this year. I, mean, I don't think it's... I mean, I don't... You guys know me. I don't really like to, like, brag or anything, but pretty much everything Phillips has said since he's been coach is like he watches us and, and just like takes his talking points from our show so uh, like I don't I, yeah he just he it, he says a lot of the stuff that we've said yeah he obviously doesn't watch us or right. anything but right. I, I don't know we we got the same basketball minds or something I don't know we're maybe we're, we're probably giving ourselves a little too much credit but uh I I mean everything he's said has been pretty much what we've been saying so that's why i said i feel like we're gonna get that comment a lot in post game streams if we listen to chauncey um because he'll probably just say the same stuff we've been saying dj vega says tori and eric were the original chauncey phillips (laughs) i mean he's older than us (laughs) yeah yeah we (laughs) um we're probably i don't know man i don't know if people are going to really want to watch coaching uh press conferences this year because if he's just saying the same stuff we've been saying and it's not something where I'm pissed off, you know, I understand why people wanted it mm. after bad losses last season because thoughts would just say some ridiculous stuff and it pissed us off and that entertained some people. Uh, I, I don't know. These these probably won't be as entertaining right. for you guys as last year. <laughs> I do. Part of the intrigue, though, is just seeing how he handles it. Mm-hmm. Um, like after a loss tonight I mean obviously this game doesn't count so it's probably not as bad as if we lost a game like this having 26 turnovers in a regular season game uh, but yeah I do kind of want to see his temperament and how he addresses certain questions because um, you know the media is going to all of a sudden some of those people are going to ask much better questions than they have the last few years and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that but yeah I agree if it begins after like 20 games of every interview seemingly the same because he doesn't really say much, uh, I agree. Yep. Connor says angry Tory gets more views than mellow Tory. <laughs> I mean, we're on the second channel and pulling good views for preseason games, so I'm not sure that's the case. Maybe I should be even more mellow, man. Maybe I should uh, smoke a bowl before stream. I, I don't do that. I'm just kidding. But, I mean, I know a lot of people like me raging instead of me being content. Uh, crazy. Crazy enough. So, but personally, I love hearing him talk about basketball. So yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, think so, it's ever going to bother me. <laughs> yeah, Westbrook said he we want to see coaching press conferences this year too. Uh, right now, definitely. Right now, definitely. In the middle of the season, we'll we'll see. We'll yeah. see how much you guys want this. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep going. Points in the preseason you made is ball movement for you guys and paint touches for Nurkic. How do you feel you guys did? Um. We could be a little better, I think. Um, I thought Nurk got the ball plenty, you know. Um, he got it in the gap a lot of times, lost control of it a few times. But he was able to facilitate for us down there. He was able to get a couple buckets for us down there. Um, and that's kind of what we what we want out of Nurk, you know, um, at least for right now, for sure. You know, and then we can start kind of moving him around. Uh, as he gets a little bit more comfortable, but I was happy with 
you know, with, with his minutes for the most part. And then the ball movement, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. You know, I thought it was okay, and particularly in the first half. Um, and it's easy to move it when you have a Dame and a CJ because they create so much attention. You know, they, there's so much, much attention placed on them. So now you have those gaps and those four on threes on the backside, you know, to be able to actually move the ball and get the ball to the paint. So I thought it was okay. I, I mean, the last part of that answer I, I like. Um, as far as the Nurkic thing goes, I thought it was interesting how he said that uh, that's pretty much what they want out of Nurkic. But I don't know. He made it sound like he plans on kind of moving. Or what? What did you say? What was the quote, Eric? I'm, I'm blanking well, on the quote. I think he's, he just meant like right now, while he's getting comfortable learning stuff that. To do yeah. more of the things he's comfortable with is fine, but eventually they'll start to move him around to different spots on the floor. Yeah, I was struggling to paraphrase that for whatever reason. Um, no, I got to knock off the preseason rust as well. Uh, I think that's interesting. So, I mean, the utilization of Nurkic tonight is not the full plan for use of Nurkic, is essentially what Chauncey Billups is saying. So, uh, kind of goes along with the theme of this post-game show. Don't overreact too much to one game. Yeah. Um, but then as, as far as the ball movement, that was okay um, outside of the turnovers. I definitely want somebody to ask him about what what was really the issue with the turnovers. Why were the turnovers happening? What do you guys really need to improve on to turn over the ball less? I want a turnover-based question right now. Yeah. Real, okay. I was going to say that. We, we're on the same wavelength, Eric. Shout out Caleb Pendergraf, $2 dono. He says, Melo Stantori will bring in the views that guy doesn't exist and he'll never exist. Never <laughs> put those two words in front of my name ever again. Uh, appreciate the two dollar total. Carmelo and Tari. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. That should be our new nickname. Nope, nope, yep. nope. But I appreciate the do- <laughs> I appreciate the tono nonetheless. Caleb Pendergraf. Um... And yeah, Dion, we're just uh, thanks for the nice comment, but uh, we're just doing out the second channel for a preseason because this is like a normal streaming time on this channel. So, uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have even more viewers uh, once the regular season starts. And considering that Root Sports does not have a post-game show, <laughs> um, I think we might be able to catch some people there uh, once the word gets out that we do a show after every game. Yeah, and uh, if you just found us and don't realize that this is our second channel, this is indeed our second channel. Uh, go subscribe to our main channel, which is just Blazers Uprise without the live. Um, Mod. Can mods post link in chat? I forget. Can they post links so. in chat? Mod. Po- like, some mod. Let's see which mod will step up. If you can post a link in the chat to the main channel in case anybody is just now discovering us, that way they can go and subscribe to our main channel, which is where our post-game shows will be during the regular season. Anyway, let's hear more from Chauncey. Yeah, you know what? I thought Ant, I, I was happy with, with Ant. Um, I thought he did a really good job. I mean, I think he had six, six assists, zero turnovers in a, turn, in a game that we all turned it over a ton. He didn't have any. Um, so I was happy with him. You know, he's he attacked and was aggressive at the proper times, you know. Um, and then he was able to pull back and, and kind of make plays. So I thought Ant played well. Feel like Nas was one of those uh, guys that rushed it a little bit. Yeah, Nas Nas was. He was 
you know, I felt I felt bad for him tonight because he's been so good, you know. Um, and I just think he's been working so hard in the offseason, and he finally get an opportunity to play in a game. And uh, he's just forced. He just forced a lot. You know, he wanted he wanted it so badly, you know. Um, Recording in progress. I understand. I understand that, you know. Um, I, in one of the timeouts, I just told him, just relax, you know. Just relax. Take a deep breath. You know, everything's going to be fine. And uh, he'll be he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Should anything be read into your rotation? I see your team up first. And no, no, unless you're just bored or something. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, nothing, ain't, ain't nothing to read into that. Coach, one thing, I mean, it won't show up on the stat sheet, but I thought Nance yeah, had some really good screens. Yeah. Something you've been seeing throughout. Well, you know what? Larry's just a basketball player. You know, he, he's, he, he's one of the best in the entire league at that, you know, setting those screens or catching dribble handoff really, really quickly, roll quickly, catch it, make a secondary, another play. Um, he's really, really good at that. And uh, we have to find a way, and we will, to continue to keep getting to know each other on the floor out there. Um, and he's, he's going to be a huge asset for us in the way that he plays like that. How'd you feel your guys conditioning was? You know what? I thought it was pretty good. Um, but I just think theirs is better, you know, because of the way that they play. Um, we're running up and down. They're sprinting up and down. And it, and it wears on you, you know, and it wears on you. And that's, that's the way that they play. That's what they want to do. Um, so you give them credit. We don't have that type of team, you know. We, that's, not, that's not our personnel. Um, so, but we got to be prepared when we play guys like that, you know. Uh, Fast teams, everybody kind of wants to run up and down and shoot a lot of shots nowadays. So we have to be prepared to play teams that, that play like that um, and find ways to be effective that way. That was a really interesting answer. Mm -hmm. Probably the most interesting answer of the press conference. Um, the Warriors were probably in better shape. Um, that's the thing is you're going to get guys like even, even though Nurkic is in shape, he's not in game shape yet. The only way you get in game shape is by playing games. That's the only way you work your cardio to that point. I mean, cause that's the thing is you don't want to come in completely burnt out at the start of the season. So the only way you're going to be in true game shape is if you absolutely killed yourself in the off season and are burnt out by, you know, the start of the season essentially. So you know, it's not something where you expect guys to even come in in game shape. Uh, but the Warriors looked like they were in a little bit better shape. I thought the more interesting part of that was him saying, we don't have the personnel to run quite like the Warriors do. What were your thoughts on that one? Um, I think they meant more as to, like, play in that style. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I somewhat agree with him. Uh, there's a lot of more slower-paced traditionally players doesn't mean they can't play at a faster pace, especially with the smaller lineup. Um, I feel like we have personnel we can go to at times to match that. But yeah, yeah overall, I agree with that, um, that they just they have a different style, typically. Yeah, I agree with that, too. It was just it was interesting hearing him like talk about what the Say personnel was built for. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm. 
I want to see us run. I just want to see us, you know, I I don't expect us to become the run and gun team that the, the Golden State Warriors are. You know, I, I want that to kind of mix it up. And that's the big thing this year is just kind of mixing things up and not being so predictable on either side of the ball. So, uh, you know, if we're able to run more, uh, then cool. You know, it's, uh, it's a situation where we have the players to run. It's just not necessarily going to be the staple of our offense like it is with Golden State. Yeah, I think... I prefer because we're not going to be like a shoot it in six seconds or less or whatever, yeah. like um, first one pass up the court, shoot a three type of thing. I mean, we can do that at times, but um, I just really like players who can grab a rebound and bring the ball up the court and create some chaos that way. So, uh, Larry Nance Jr., I think, yeah. can do that. Yep. Yeah. And I, I feel like uh, Nurk can do it a little bit. Uh, I, I feel like see, all the three guards can. Um, I even feel comfortable with Rocco just dribbling it without being pressured up the court. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see more situations where um, they just grab the ball and go and create some opportunities that way. Just maybe uh, a defender has to pick up, like Dame's guy has to pick up Nance because he's dribbling the ball up the court and then they like lose Dame on, the back, on a back cut or or for an open three or something, or that leads to someone else being open because two people fly at Dame. Uh, that kind of stuff um, happens all the time to every team if you create chaos. And so I, I do want to exploit that more, uh, but that's not necessarily playing like at a running pace. Oh, I was muted. <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's listen to the rest of his interview. There's only two minutes left. Yeah, he just had a little discomfort in his in his hip. Um, he had a little bit of it at the start of the game, but he was like, you know what, I'm gonna try it, and uh, and he did, and he just it, it didn't go away as quick as he wanted it to. So there's no reason to to push it. What about Cody? Okay, actually, I want to talk about that for a sec. So apparently, Norm had the hip discomfort at the start of the game, so I don't think that's something to really worry about. Mm-hmm. So he'll probably. Missed a couple practices and whatnot, and, you know, who knows if he plays in the next preseason game. Uh, definitely just want to get him healthy to play start of the uh, the regular season, but it just sounded like it was a precautionary thing. When you hear Norm limped off the court to the locker room in preseason, it's just, yeah. it's scary, so... Uh, yeah, especially that's, for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as Blazer fans, it's extremely scary. Uh, it sounds like it's nothing to worry about. So. Yeah, we do have a week to tell our next game, so I, I have a feeling most of the players will be fine by then unless something happens in practice or the next few days. Yep, agreed. Yeah, I think uh, I think he broke his nose. Um, that was a really unfortunate play. I mean, really unfortunate play, but we'll, we, we'll get some more information on it, but I'm pretty sure he broke his nose. Though. We've got time for a couple more. There's one play, I think it was in the third quarter, you got Dame off the ball with Ant, uh, playing point guard, and they got kind of the, the screen, and Dame got a three. Mm-hmm. Is that something you want to see more of, Dame off the ball? Yeah, I would like I would like to see, uh, you know, Dame have the... Well, first off, I just got to point this out. Dame didn't play in the second half, but you know Terry Stotts would have definitely corrected that. <laughs> yeah absolutely would have had to make a point that Dame did not play in the third quarter. (laughs) 
So I just thought like <laughs> that's what I was thinking when he said that. His thoughts are definitely just make sure to correct that and make a point to correct that. So uh, <laughs> it's just it's just interesting to contrast and compare these press conferences. Anyway, I do want to hear his answer to this. See more of Dame off the ball. And- yeah, I would like I would like to see uh, you know Dame have the have the opportunity to play off of the ball um, out there. I think we have the personnel to be able to do it with Ant, um, with CJ as well, because um, those guys can play make, you know, and they, they draw a lot of attention and they're great shooters. So to be able to have Dame on the, on, the, on the second side and be able to go to him, you know, he can get handoffs and screen down, pin downs, and yeah, well, I, I like to see us doing some of that. So was that a design play? Is that a play call? Yeah. Or was yeah. That a yeah, that was a play call. Seemed like there was a lot of contested threes in the first half from the, the main group. Did you feel that the shot selection was better? Yeah, that, that's something. That's something that we talk about uh, not wanting to do a lot of. You know, is take contested three-point shots. I mean, we got some really good shooters. You know, um, obviously, our top two guys can take and make those shots, but we don't. We don't want to live and die with those contested three-point shots. I feel like we can do a better job of driving and getting into the paint. Now we collapse defenses, and now that kickout is not contested. You know, uh, it's two on one. You got to just make the right decision, and you start to get more quality looks. Okay, well, there's him saying what we said last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like when Dame or CJ has it going, then it's kind of, it's kind of okay for them to do that. But for the most part, you don't want to live and die with them. If you're, that's the thing. If CJ or Dame gets hot, you're not dying with those shots you know and say they get a couple open looks easy looks and they get going uh you know and it gets them in a rhythm then it's not you know those shots aren't an issue and that's kind of what you saw today is dame got hot hit three threes in a row uh the last couple were contested but he had a good rhythm going and they weren't forced and that's what we were saying all last year is we got to try and do a better job of getting dame and cj open open looks and they should shoot better i mean you look at their spot up percentile in the league it's top one two percent in terms of spot up three-point shooters so that's the thing is and that that's why i love to hear from chauncey is focusing on uh creating you know attacking gaps attacking the lane getting into the paint and then kicking out and getting better threes that way instead of just having to rely on good players hitting a bunch of contested shots which is a direct contrast from how Terry Stotts coached us last season mm-hmm. so, yep. looking forward to that <laughs> yeah that's the end of the interview oh, okay. um, cool all right there's your Chauncey Billups interview any other thoughts that you have on that interview or anything um, in general? Some people mentioned this in chat. I just feel like Billups says stuff in a way where he's encouraging towards the player, but also lets them know what they need to work on. <laughs> but like with Nas, like I feel like I, I don't know if Stotts would have flat out thrown Nas under the bus after today, but Nas definitely would have been like, well, I gave him a chance and he was over nine or whatever. What am I supposed yeah. to do? You know, like that kind of attitude. Whereas you could tell 
it hurt Chauncey that not he felt bad that Nas had a bad game and mm-hmm. people understand that people can pick up on that when you're um, playing for someone like that that cares that much about seeing you succeed and I think that's going to be great for the development of some of our young guys. Yep, I agree with that as well. Um... AZ Nightmare says, can you talk about a timetable for Zeller? Um, I mean, unless... He'll be... <laughs> go ahead. I mean, he'll be ready to go at the start of the regular season, yeah. right? He's just got to wear a protective mask, most um, likely. I mean, unless it broke in a way that it was dangerous to play, even with a mask, which is very uncommon. Uh, yeah, you got to think, he, as long as he's okay wearing a mask, he'll be fine uh, within a week or so. I don't think it should be more than that, yeah. Yeah, so he should be fine. I mean, maybe he doesn't play. See, honestly, I expect him to be back in the preseason because if he has to wear a mask, I expect him to want to get used to that before opening night. Mm. So he could be back next preseason game with a mask on. You know, other injuries, normally guys, you know, like Norm, I wouldn't necessarily expect him back on the on October 11th, our next preseason game. It's... uh. that's just something different that's hip discomfort that's something that you have to rest where a broken nose you just put on a mask and you know it's gonna heal uh so it's just a situation where i i think it's different than most preseason injuries i would expect him if it's a situation where he has to play in a mask i would expect him to play next game because he's going to want to get used to that yeah it's one of those things where it sucks but it's also probably one of the better serious injuries you can have um, because as Gray Hughes points out, it does take a while for it to, to heal, but like you, you can still play with it. Um, I mean, there is some risk with that, but you're not like, I mean, you can I mean, still play, you can still run, you can still shoot. Like yeah. it doesn't, none of your joints are messed up, you know? I mean, I broke it and was back in practice without a mask (laughs) you know where i wasn't the smartest decision i tried wearing a mask the first time i broke it and it was rough for me but that's the thing is they get like fitted masks you know that work for them um mine obviously wasn't fitted so it was too much in my peripheral in my vision and that's why it was rough for me uh so he'll get a fitted mask uh they have a week to fit a mask for him they got time so i I expect him back uh this preseason yeah, me too. Uh, Greg Hughes says six weeks for the bones to heal. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he likes a mask. Maybe he's like Roko. Maybe by the end of the season, everybody on the team is wearing a mask. Maybe that'll just be our thing. I don't know. Uh, but uh, six weeks, maybe eight weeks just to be safe in terms of how long he'd probably have to wear the mask. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything else you want to say on this post-game show, Eric? Uh... I saw some people talk about uh, Jordan Poole in the comments. Uh, shout out to him, man. He's become legit. Uh, he started to come on last year, uh, but he looked really good tonight. Yeah, he fixed the weird hitch that he had in his shot as a rookie. Uh, I thought they reached on him at 28, but right now, I mean, the way he shot tonight, man, I mean, he looked absolutely legitimate and fits their style of play. So, yeah, yeah he looked phenomenal tonight. Uh that's going to wrap it up for the post-game show. 
Uh, we will be live again Thursday with a normal episode of Blazers Uprise Live. The next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, are preseason games, and we'll have post-game shows right here on Blazers Uprise Live for those. Uh, I've been dropping player previews over on the main channel, so definitely go watch that if you haven't. Uh, I've enjoyed making those videos, and I will have more this week. I'm going to try and finish up the series. The last video is going to be on Damian Lillard, since we're going from bottom of the roster to top. I'll try and get that out uh, probably the day of... The next preseason game. I got standings predictions coming up too, so uh, that's what's on tap in terms of videos. We just launched merch today, so if you want some merch, go to the website and uh, go buy some merch. Uh, we dropped a couple mouse pads. We dropped a zip-up hoodie. Trevin asked for that specifically, so uh, dropped a zip-up hoodie version of the original sweatshirt we had and dropped phone cases. Um, I don't think they have the newest phones, so if you have a super new phone, then I think you might be out of luck, but there is a lot of options in terms of phone cases if you want one. Uh, what else do I got to plug? The website's the up web, and running. The website is Blazers Uprise Live. I mean, BlazersUprise.com. Sorry. Yeah, Blazers <laughs> Yeah, the website is BlazersUprise.com. If you haven't been with us all offseason, we're now launching. Uh, we've been launching written content on the website. Lots of good articles. Reese just wrote one detailing uh, Larry Nance Jr.'s defense with some video clips involved. I think it's a really good piece. So definitely go make an account on the website. Comment on those articles. I want to try and get a comment section going within those articles. That's kind of a place for you guys to discuss basketball uh and then the merch is on that website and everything we will be uploading the audio of the stream to spotify should be up by some point tomorrow if you want to listen to any part of this back maybe you missed part of it and you want to listen on the go you'll be able to do that this season as well with our streams and uh yeah i think that's a lot of plugs man we got more stuff to plug this season so yeah, anything you want to end off before I hit him with the outro? No, oh, just you guys have been great in chat tonight. I know Tori kind of mm -hmm. fixed things, uh, making it nicer. Uh, but appreciate everyone who tuned in. Had a really uh, had a lot of people in here, and uh, for the most part, it was pretty cordial in chat. So we appreciate all of you, and uh, hope you enjoy the post game shows throughout the season, since there's not much else out there. Um, and the other option. Uh, we prefer if you if you like us better, but uh, yeah, uh, we just appreciate everyone who tunes in to our show. Yep, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Tory Jones YT. Eric, I just muted myself mid sentence. What am I doing? I was gonna type my at because I don't. Ha I need to put it in the description of uh, of this of this channel because the description on this channel is very bare bones. So I'm at Tory Jones YT. Eric is at hoops jock the channel is at blazers uprise yt so definitely go follow us on twitter i put our handles in chat uh and with that your dog is here to tell you that <laughs> it's time for you to stop streaming eric so yeah. we're, we're gonna side off we hope you have a good rest of your night we'll catch you again live on thursday and then next week we've got more preseason action and then the week after that we're talking about games that actually matter so i can't wait for that and i know you guys can't either we'll have you covered every step of the way so until we catch you next have a good rest of your night <laughs>